Hello and welcome to Frontier Fiction, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We are coming to you all the way from the frozen north. Now it's not easy to stay sane in Alaska, so we get together with one of our favorite pastimes to let the voices in our heads out to play. Here they are now. My name is Zeb, playing Maddox. And I'm Wissy, playing Basian. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm Veda, and I'm playing Solana. I'm Anna. I'm playing Maeve. I'm Colton, and I'll be your DM tonight. Let's roll a d20 and see who's doing our crazy short recap. <laughs> 17. 19. 15. I got wow. a 10. I got a 12. Jeez. 10 is the lowest I lost with a 10. <laughs> this is a good sign. Mm-hmm. The DM lost with a 10. Well, it's only been four weeks since we last recorded, so I guess I'm ready. Go. After defeating the large baby mimicking monstrosity underneath the city the team uh returned to handy's point of origin and repaired licked their wounds that's all i got that's perfect well not perfect it was perfect okay <laughs> nicely done there was some room for improvement <laughs> all right and that is where we will kick off you guys having completed a long rest barred inside of Candy's room, which he's able to, uh, when placed into the teleportation circle in the center of it, open and close the doors. Maddox um, has, after he woke up, has just kind of spent as much time as he could looking through the journals and the books in the room, because he knows this was uh, Pendleton's, PW's old resting place. Uh, so he's just kind of reading those, seeing what he can learn about specifically the spells that are clo- keeping doors closed mm-hmm. um, to see if he can figure out some way around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and, and give me an investigation check. Right 15. 15? Yeah, so there is not any like door-specific magic recorded in any of these tomes, but you are getting a feel for his style, his defensive language and handwriting, and you can almost see like the concerned look in his face as he glances over his shoulder and scribbles under a low burning wick in this room in these dark journals about things and codes and blood and handy rambling away as he's lodged into the teleportation circle behind him and you almost feel as though you can feel the fibers of defensiveness and resistance imbued with uh, some crotchety old man shenanigry and literal raw magic that he apparently dealt with great volumes of and you are able to discern more about the nature and origin of magic. I would also be, because there's multiple journals, mm-hmm. you're looking for like the the newest one, the freshest one, dated the latest, mm-hmm. um, and seeing like what his last entry kind of thing was. Sure. Um, so I think you grabbed most of the relevant newer stuff and stuffed it in your bag already. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so would you want to pull that out and, and like work on deciphering it or would you like to look back through what you left behind? Um, if I grabbed the newer stuff, uh, I would look at that. Okay. Yeah. So you pull, you pull the journal, um, of which there are a few volumes you grab. Most of them are identical, um, except for they appear to be older and newer respectively deeper soot, a little, little bit more crispy turned to the pages with lantern black and oily fingerprints and candle wax. And you notice that the, the newest one, which you perceive to be the newest one, uh, is not very complete. It's only about a fifth or so uh, filled, and the rest is completely blank pages. And you can see his cipher, which seems to involve triangles arranged in odd positions doesn't it's difficult to tell whether it's a vertical script or horizontal uh, and odd little symbols that seem to depict different pictograph sort of ideas or they could be letters very hard to tell they almost seem to move whenever you're wherever you're not looking on the page and you're reminded of Wick's own tower and the elusive doorways or windows that seem to be placed upon it Go ahead and give me a, give me an investigation check for deciphering a magic language here. 14. 14. You notice some similarities from page to page, and you notice some frustrating differences. Like you flip back to one of the previous journals and he's using a completely different symbol in place of the one you just figured out almost like it's the key to that journal. And each journal has its own key. So you're a little further to figuring out how exactly this strange, doesn't quite seem to be arcane mm -hmm. code works. So it doesn't seem to be like magic base, it's just a code. Yeah. Like an intellectual thing rather than arcana. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put those back away um, and then uh, look for Dacian somewhere in the room and uh, tell him, Dacian? Um, I've been spending a lot of time going through some of Pendleton's stuff, and I think there's a chance that I could get us through that door back there. A pretty good chance, or you just think you'll... You think we can make it through that door? A decent chance. Okay. Then, let's give it a shot. We've already taken care of most of the dangerous stuff in that area, as far as I can tell. Yeah, hopefully. Nevertheless, I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. I'll, I'll come with you. I think I've got a better feel for how I need to move in this area. <laughs> Quietly and quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we going somewhere? Uh, you up for a field trip? Absolutely. <laughs> Feeling Another better? Mm. Rested. Ready to go. Okay. Well, we know what's behind us, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't want to go back there. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, I think I might have figured out a way to get through that door that we were having issues with before that goes under the academy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm feeling very odd with being down here so long without the guidance of the sun for time and... So the sooner we can get out of here, the better I think I'll feel. Well, 
Maybe we should just get a move on then. We've been down here for a while. I think we have. Too long. Not as long as Handy. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yeah, how you holding up, Handy? Handy's in the circle and he's like, please don't leave me here. Please. Wouldn't dream of it. Right, Dacian? I need to go find the boss. Okay. Dacian walks over to Handy just and picks him up out of the uh, circle. (laughs) Ready to go again? Yes. All right. I have trouble remembering things when I'm not with you. That's the sweetest thing. You're really in trouble when you have trouble saying things when you're around him. (laughs) Who are you guys again? I'm Dacian. Um, I'm Maddox, a Mm -hmm. friend of Pendleton's brother. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm Solana. I'm May. Pleasure to meet you. Tell me your story. Oh, Colton, and I'll be your DM. (laughs) (laughs) You can... Elaborate for Maeve on our way. Just keep it quiet. What have uh, Maeve and Solana been up to? Um, Solana was just basically meditating and praying since she's been awake. Just trying to like feel the connection with the sun. Mm. She really is not liking the darkness. Yeah. Yeah, it's very disorientating for her. And so she's just trying to like spend a little extra time trying to get the connection. Mm hmm. Um, Maeve would have explored the entire cavern, mm-hmm. picking up every pot and mm-hmm. thing, just looking at it, and then she would have gone through the books and see if she'd found anything interesting as far as history or spells or mm-hmm. just anything that she would find interesting. Sure, sure. Go ahead and give me an investigation check while you're, you got an ample amount of time. We're flipping through the books. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve's third attempt to become a wizard. (laughs) Maeve sits down with a couple of these tomes and and you saw her flipping through them and she was trying to uh, maybe crack this code before Maddox could uh, in line with the cartography competition. (laughs) And she got more and more frustrated and then finally, Maeve, you were just flipping through these things frantically looking for a picture. Show me a picture, something to start with. And you don't find any pictures. There might be some little scribbled thises or thats that might be like little coded turn left here, turn right there kind of ideas or something like that. But you can't make sense of where north would be if it is a map or if he was just letting his hand move while he was thinking or with the quill down. You don't know. It is tough. Tough, tough, tough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so you... Pull handy up. Yeah. Okay. He goes. Actually, I I can't I can't open that door. Which door? Unless I'm I'm back down in the in the spot. Oh. Okay. He puts him back down and, and let's then, go. And the doors out front swing open. He picks him. Don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Say please. No. Please. <laughs> it's so boring here. You have got a oh. friend for life. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I feel for you. That sounds awful. I can't imagine a worse fate. <laughs> I wrote a lot of songs. That sounds great. You should sing them to us while we walk. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. once we're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we're out. Don't want to blow our cover. <laughs> no. We don't uh, want to attract more attention than we need to. Max would cast the light cantrip again on his ring mm-hmm. um, and start walking back towards where the baby maker... <laughs> or mocker, mocker. whatever. Baby mocker. <laughs> Baby mocker. 
uh, was killed okay. towards that door over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys head through the catacombs and back through the long hallway that leads to the vast, expansive, open space of the Undercity. Is that what you're headed to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, your little light fills the cavern. You can see the shed skin of the serpent, which you now know is rotting and slain near to the spider likely that ended it and the baby mocker <laughs> <laughs> quite a quite a list of like three very dangerous things down here that you've stumbled across one of them was already dead but <laughs> um, and you make your way through rubble around you can see the old tendrils of spider webs hanging from the ceiling and bones here or there very old very dusty like uh, scad pieces of armor and pieces of wood or, or timber that are long, dry, rotted, sticking out of the dirt and the uneven earth. There's odd echoes as you step. The place sounds very open and, and the darkness makes it seem, seem very claustrophobic at the same time. So your your senses are in confliction with each other. And the smell goes from dry, arid, desert, dark smells to the odd humid septic smells that you're going to find underneath a dry dry city you walk past the spartan square very tidy building and uh where are you headed uh to the door that we tried to open with the eyeballs okay (laughs) goes underneath the academy Mm mm-hmm the curved wall of the fortification, the the basement, the um, the what's the word? Bunker foundation <laughs> foundation of the academy in Zenithal Palace, the largest building for five hundred, eight hundred, a thousand miles in any direction known to man is in front of you, curved ever so slightly because. Uh, presumably, you are underneath the main basilica of the palace, the large circular uh, chamber of the academy beneath that, and the wings coming off from either side of the academy. And you can see its curvature. There's the hallway that goes into this uh, large brick wall and the doorway at the back of it. And again, as you walk up, you can sense, now that you're familiar with it, this magical shimmer that seems tethered in some sense to the bricks of this foundation and has an odd relation to this opening that the doorway sits at the back of. Um, Max would say, uh, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, um, but, and he's going to look at Maeve, if we could keep it quiet for a couple minutes, <laughs> um, I'm going to try and get us through here. Absolutely. Will do. 100%. You got it. No worries. I'm here for it. What do you need? Silence. (laughs) (laughs) He just stares. (laughs) Thank you. Got it. (laughs) Appreciate your support. I'm gonna zip my lips and like sit on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Just rubs his temples a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Stacian pulls out his monocle and tries to look through the door Mm -hmm. to see what's on the other side while Maddox is trying to sure. open it. So the the there's a hallway inset into this wall, mm-hmm. and the door is at the back of it. And you can see uh, up to the magical barrier, 
but you can't see through the magical barrier, just like you couldn't see through Handy's little door. Mm. Um, if you walked left to right, it would still be magically surrounded wall, so you can't get an angle on this okay. unless you tried perhaps up or down, but it seems unlikely. Dig a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> seems unlikely. Okay. Then he's going to shrug his shoulders and turn around and just watch everywhere else with it okay. while he's waiting for Maddox to Sure. Open it. Yeah. Um, Maddox just kind of reaches his hand out till he can kind of feel that barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of closes his eyes as, as he uh, opens up um, the magic source within him. I imagine like he sees, starts to see like the, the tendrils of magic mm-hmm. kind of thing forming this barrier mm-hmm. um, and imagining it as some sort of puzzle and trying to rearrange them. Yeah. As he casts uh, Dispel Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that works is if it's a level three spell or lower, it's automatically uh, um, for each spell of fourth level or higher. Um, I gotta make an ability check using my spell casting ability, and the DC equals ten plus whatever the spell's level is. Okay, so it is a um, by that logic, it is a sixth level spell. Mm-hmm. Let me double check my notes. Let me pause. Yes, it is a sixth level spell. Okay, so I would need to get a 16 or higher mm-hmm. on my roll. To dispel it. Mm-hmm. And it's with my spell casting thing, which is a plus five. Odds are good. Plus six. Ooh. What? It doesn't seem possible. But that's what the app says. Maybe did it go up when I leveled up? I think so. Well, you're level five now, so did your proficiency modifier go up? I don't think so. I think it's the same. Be on the main page, whatever your prof mod is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crit fail. Well, that's fun. Hmm. So this is my first time doing this. So like. I just get really confused by whatever I'm looking at, just uh-huh. a little bit overwhelmed by it. And I like take a step back. Okay, okay, that didn't work. Let me let me try it one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, take your time, Maddox. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Don't forget to expend the spell slot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Solana would like to like kind of just like look around and keep watch while this is happening, just sure. seeing what she observes in the opposite direction. You're welcome to give me a perception check. Cool. And so is Dacian, who said he was looking around with the monocle. So Ooh. we're all at the same time. 23. One on the die. I don't think I'm getting much. <laughs> Zeb's, uh, uh, Car- Maddox's light flickers out while he's casting the spell, and you can't see the monocle, and then you can't see okay. anything. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't think that uh, the light cantrip is a concentration. Okay. So I don't think it would flicker out. Unless you want it to. <laughs> you can put it. it right back on I, immediately. <laughs> I got a 16, so if it meets, it beats, right? Yeah. Yep, as the attacking. So, uh, well, it's a, is this a competition? In a competition, a, a 16 would be a stalemate where nothing happens. But since there's not actively a character and this is just environmental I'm going to say it's more interesting anyways if it if it beats it so here's what that looks like you can see tendrils of magic flowing from 
all of the bricks from the runes which glow at the same time and they stack up in a way in which they make a repeating pattern of the runes inscription across the wall and then like looking back even further you feel as though it might repeat and stack again as though the further away you step the more you can see the larger image of the same runes that are inscribed very tiny on each brick and you feel the way the magic's flowing and you realize this is a focal point it's an opening um, and it does not extend into the hallway it jumps over top of this and you reach in with your power and you just twist something like a valve and it tapers and then uh, the entire wall to you as you're perceiving it shimmers a little bit and an opening forms in front of you in the magical barrier and the, the dust at your feet kind of goes and slides into this cavern where the little mice bones were perched on the inside Imagine Max has like a little bit of sweat on his forehead. <laughs> this guy is an artist, I guess. Um, but we're in. Wow, it's pretty Sweet. neat. All right, let's go. He's gonna. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yes. <laughs> he turns around at the monocle and looks. <laughs> it's just already. Yeah. <laughs> and starts falling behind Maeve. Mm-hmm fairly quickly <laughs> okay uh, you guys go into this hallway it's only about 15 20 feet deep and there is a large doorway at the back of it with very classic no knockers or anything like that but you can see a very classic looking lock hmm. Hmm. just the eye of a, a metal brass lock fixture maybe it's gonna try to open it sure you gonna try to pick it just gonna pull at the door. Oh, pull at it? Mm -hmm. So there's not really any handles. Hmm. Just two pieces of brass, you know, like a push door. Mm -hmm. Only there is the eye of a, a keyhole in mm -hmm. the left doorway. And then she would try to pick it. Okay. I don't know if she has anything to pick it with, but she would try. Um... While she's gets into your backpack. Mm -hmm. Daisy and walks up behind her and just pushes on the door. Okay. It gives just a tiny that. bit. Yeah. When, when either of you push on it, you can feel the hinges give, and then whatever keeps the doors latched together mm -hmm. stops them from opening. Strictly mechanical fixtures here. It doesn't appear okay. to be rusted shut or arcane. Maeve, do you have lockpicks? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> I swear I had it in here somewhere. Yeah. This seems a little up Daisy's alley. <laughs> First, he looks down at Maeve and goes, Hey, you want to help me push up on the store real quick? Yeah, absolutely. On it. I count of three. One, two, three. And, they pull, and he pushes his shoulder into the door to see if he can snap it. Okay, the fixtures? Yeah. It's a very large door. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's... Not in, in ill repair. I'm not going to say you can't do it, but you guys would have to roll me a strength check. Okay. He was thinking it might be old and rusty. It might snap. Fair. Nat 20 plus. <laughs> plus a lot. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> 24. 
24. Nice. <laughs> so Dacian, you throw your shoulder into it. You feel the, the mechanical workings catch and not really give. And so you kind of step out. But Maeve is sitting there and she goes. <laughs> and you keep pushing and you can feel just this. The door keeps giving just a little bit. And then you hear something go, like it bent. And then when she backs away from the door, it's bent like slightly inward. Wow. Not yeah. open, but it's bent a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's got some muscle thing. I think you might have just made it harder to pick. <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> but still impressive. I wouldn't play tug of war with you. Okay, okay. I'll try Farmer to... legs. <laughs> try to pick it real quick and then we can if that doesn't work, I guess we have to break it down now. <laughs> sure, yeah. Go ahead and just roll me your um slide of hand. Thieves tools. Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah, so you can feel the lock. It's familiar. It's stiff and it's old. You need to work on it for a minute. If you wanted to get it open, you'd need to oil it and hopefully whatever little internal workings there aren't bent beyond the ability to get them to okay. slide over and let you in. Okay. Uh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Well, why not just let her have another go at it? You can almost see in your mind, like, the ribbon of steel with teeth and mm-hmm. the two gears that will oscillate to the left and mm-hmm. slide it out of the way to let the doors open. And you can see the rust and the dirt and the bend in the ribbon. One more try. And he pulls out some other tools and mm-hmm. squirts some oil in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hit, hits on the door a couple times with a hammer. Sure. Tap, 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 and Just go ahead and loosen things up. Go in your mural. Good <laughs> <laughs> fail. Good fail. Uh-huh. Okay, that's enough. Let's try to break this door down. Maeve is gonna watch him like tap on it with like the small little mm-hmm. hammer. And she's gonna like take out her war hammer and twirl it a couple times. Like, Let me try. Go for it, Maeve. so Dacian has this little tiny hammer and the lockpick, and he's sitting there, he's like, tap, 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 tap. And if you guys have seen, like, he pulled out a little candle, heated something up, put it in there. He had some oil. He squirted it in there. And, like, was listening on the wall and everything. And then he twist, twist, twist. And then the pick goes, snap. <laughs> and his little hammer hits the ground. And Maeve, what are you doing? She's going to get out her war hammer, wind up, and... Nat 20 again! Oh my god! <laughs> so 24. It is the show today. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so Daisy and you step out of the way just in time as this... <laughs> no, no. He's, he drops his pick breaks. It hits the ground. He starts grumbling to himself and hears movement behind him, looks back, sees Maeve winding up for a swing, and he just drops. <laughs> if it matters, um, the Warhammer has my rune on it, and mm-hmm. so I get double proficiency bonus, so it's actually a 28. 28 did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just for fun. So the uh, she strikes it like right where the keyhole was, where that little lock mm-hmm. pick was busted inside there. And the door, you hear kind of like a, a snap or, and a metallic ring as the left side just goes, Doof! and then it, it hits off the wall inside the cavern, Dwam! and then it, it kind of like careens back and bounces off the door once and then sits there in kind of a half a jar position slightly off 
kilter while the other one seems to be stuck with a mechanical fastening mm. uh, into the ground and or ceiling. Okay. In front of you, there is a dark hallway that very much um, under the, the, the light of Maddox's ring. Uh, it seems pretty much identical to the one you're standing in now on this side of the doorway, except for there appears to be a set of stairs not going up, but going down. Not at a steep angle on the other side of this half a jar door. Hmm. Nice hit, Maeve. Next time, you know, might maybe give me a heads up. <laughs> he says as he dusts himself off. It's <laughs> not really her style. But it's <laughs> I knew you had it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. But, you know, it's just kind of nice. <laughs> Coming courtesy. <laughs> Keep it in mind. Thank you. If you're swinging an 80-pound hammer, let somebody know. <laughs> like, right where my head was. Mm-hmm. You wanted in. We got in. Yep, yep. <laughs> not, not saying you didn't do a good job. So I couldn't help but notice those stairs are going down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, the opposite direction that we wanted to go, isn't it? Let's see. It is forward. It's interesting. And it's not back towards the whatever. Mm, good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, let's go. Maybe Following you, Maeve. Trudge down the stairs. <laughs> tromp, tromp, tromp. Yeah, the door slides easily out of the way. You can see on the other side that there is like a deadbolt that goes into the ceiling mm. and one that goes into the ground on the right door. Um, and they're both still closed. Maybe in a hurry you would be able to do something to get this kind of set back in place should the need arise. But you make your way down. It's not a steep staircase at all. It's almost more aesthetic. Not not deep steps. Uh, be hard to trip on the way back up and out. And your footsteps echo tightly and closely. The ceiling's only, what, seven feet high in the center and curved lightly to match the doorway you just walked through um, until you hear an opening in front of you. And again, all is completely dark and uh, Maddox, your light spills out into a marble uh, floor in a pretty intricate design. It's not, not just your square tiles. We have thin rectangular ones layering and oscillating in between them in a pretty intricate uh, fashion. Uh, no grout, just seamless cuts of the marble. And it seems that uh, by the sound and feel of, of the room, there's a fairly high ceiling. Hmm. A little bit out of my comfort zone here. <laughs> Andy, is there any other creatures in this area that we should be aware of? Well, if I, if I sense anything, I'm going to let you know, like, as soon as possible. Okay. ASAP is possible. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Scott>. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. ASAP. But it's it's not my forte. Um, I will do my best. Well, Thank you. Appreciate it. Just just for our information, um, what is your forte, Handy? Handy. Well, I'm a sword. Mm-hmm. So stick stick things with my pointy end. Okay. And on top of that, you know, I can seal portals, depending, depending, you know, on the circumstances. Uh, in certain rooms, I can open and close doors, and in redacted, oh, 
Well, if there's there's one place somewhere where I'm super handy. Interesting. He looks over at Dacian in his house. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Good to know. <laughs> Sweet. Um, um, Mags would look for some kind of loose something, a piece of wood or a rock or something on the ground uh, to cast a light thing on and just chuck it in the air as high as he could to see if there was a ceiling in here. Mm-hmm. I have dark vision. Um, yeah. Is it mm-hmm. more than 60 feet? No. So, Maeve, you kind of step around everybody and look into the room and you can see there are marble pillars. Beautiful. Not very fancy, but beautiful in, the, in their simplicity. There are vaulted ceilings. Uh, you don't see. it's Everything's grayscale right now. You can't see if anything's painted, adorned, lacquered, or gilded. But it seems like uh, very, very plain. The entire room carries an echo and throws it back and forth and back and forth. Um, your words, you hear them as though you're whispering into your own ears. And anytime anyone else speaks, it feels as though they're right next to you in this space. Uh, and all is silent. There's no dust on the floors. In the center of the room, you can see five marble platforms. Very simple. Um, there are chains, four, with cuffs on each one hanging directly down the sides. Um, there is a metal grate at the base of each one, and it looks like there's some kind of engraving or, or depression carved into the tops of them. And looking down, you see the depression, uh, there seem to be sort of depressions carved into the floor as well. Um, and that's what you notice in your immediate proximity. Would I know anything about these platforms or what they would have been used for? So you could give me a history check. kind of leaning towards. Solana would definitely Seems want to execute like, directly up to them and like look at them closer. 15? Sure. See what the grape was all about and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 15? 15 for me. So you guys are at uh, This room seems pretty empty. Um, it's deeper. You can't see the other side, but you approach the, the five platforms, which are at the very center, and you can see one of the pillars was concealing a sixth platform much wider. Uh, and uh, very, very plain. There seems to be five grooves carved into the ground that move in very spartan, clean, right-angled dwarven cuts towards the sixth platform, which is sort of at the head of them. So almost like, imagine like one of those tournament charts with those boxes mm-hmm. and names and those clean lines going up to the final showdown, except for instead in the final showdown spot, there's just one big, very elaborate looking wide stone slab. And at its base, instead of a, gr- a grate um, that would allow things to pass through it, there's a reservoir. Um, and it appears there's a large reservoir and then kind of a moat that goes around the entire platform. You're looking closer at the other ones and you can see there are grooves carved onto them and uh, you can tell they're kind of at a slight angle and it would appear that any liquid would flow neatly off of them onto the ground and then run towards this sixth 
platform. Does the sixth platform have chains on it? No. Um, this is not a great room. It doesn't There's, seem like it. No, this Mm-mm. is, um, uh, you guys can't see, right? You don't see the middle of the room? Like, Would you he's shining his little light around. Yeah. Okay, do you see those platform things over there? Uh, yeah, the sacrifice tables. Yeah, those yeah. things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ignore that, if that's good. <laughs> Is there anything past that? <laughs> On the other side? Uh, let's take a look. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, does it look like this room is used, or is it just covered in dust and dirt? There is, like, no dust, dirt, or debris. Um, there is no signs of recent use. There are no stains immediately anywhere. Kind of checking out the chains. They seem kind of... Not rusted, but like they've been tarnished. sitting there for very tarnished. They've been sitting there for quite a while. The chains. Um, looking behind the fifth platform, you can see there is uh, a doorway cut into the wall, um, but it does not have hinges or a seam or anything. It just looks like a massive stone slab that is resting in its place in the wall. Similar shape um, to the doorway that you guys opened to get in here, but just one stone slab, not two slight like French doors or anything like that. Uh, and to the left, you can see that there is a much simpler, small uh, castle door, complete with those three little bars in the window section at the top so that you can look through them as you make your rounds on guard duty. Maybe it's going to go up to the stone slab board and just push it. Sure. So she can open it. Uh, so it's a marble wall. Mm-hmm. And you push against it. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Come on, blue dice. Nope. You feel it Six. giving and sliding and sliding and sliding. And then you look down and you realize that your feet are sliding backwards on the smooth marble floor. And the stone is very rigidly in place. Handy, you you directed us this way to get back to the castle. How how do we proceed from here? And what was this room used for? Redacted. Ooh. Oh no. Can um Dacian, can you see through the marble door with your little thingy? Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. He tries. He pulls his monocle out and mm-hmm. tries to look through that. Yeah. Stone door. Sure. Yeah. You see, um, you're walking up there, you look up and you see a, like a, an eighties looking crystal, you know, like I'm talking jewel of the Nile. Nice. Yeah. Nice cheesy looking emerald, Mm -hmm. uh, oblong triangular top and bottom. Mm. Uh, it's probably seven feet tall eight more like more like eight feet tall and inside of it you turn slightly to the right to see it um, because it's set it's behind this doorway mm-hmm. there's like a there's an opening back there that's as long at least as you're looking kind of left and right it's as tall as the room is not very deep only like eight feet deep and you see a regal elderly looking figure completely nude uh, with his arms crossed eyes closed long beard and he looks suspended there's like some bubbles inside the crystal it's not moving and uh face chin turned lightly upward 
uh, as though it's sleeping, completely immobile, like frozen inside of this crystal, which is held up uh, by kind of a, a fancy stone platform that has rings on it where you could fasten poles and lift this entire thing and carry it. And you look to the left and there's another one and you walk along the wall and there's a third one and a fourth one and a fifth one. Each one looks a little different. One has a massive chest wound uh, as though he was pierced by something really, really large. One of them, the head is floating next to the body, not floating, it's there to completely stationary. Mm -hmm. One appears to be a child and it goes all the way down uh, on, on either side. You just see these figures that are encapsulated in crystals. Hmm. Did it, any of them, particularly that first one, appear to be a wick? Did he bear any family resemblance to the other one? Oh, it would be easy to tell because there's those little like virtual images of Pendleton out front of the mm -hmm. um, oh, right, right, the academy. Yeah, yeah. And Thaddeus is a man about town. Uh, he's a big, big wig, a big wick. Mm -hmm. um, and no, there's okay. no resemblance. They appear, um, most of them appear partially elven, hmm. but not fully so. You notice uh, walking to the left um, that they appear uh, the, the left like two or three don't appear elven at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you see? I see people inside crystals. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> people inside crystals. Yeah. They appear to not be moving. They don't appear like they've aged since they've been in there. Some appear hurt, some don't. Like, maybe they've just been placed in there and suspended. Suspended. In every sense of the word. Interesting. That doesn't sound hmm. good. Well, it's hard to say. And most of them appear, except for a couple, appear mostly, or appear somewhat, or at least partially, elven. Do you know anything about this, Handy? Redacted. Okay. Handy. I can't tell you, though, like, well, this is, this is the castle. We're in it. Um, castle, palace. Palace. The palace. The palace. That's the word. The palace. For. We are in the palace. And that's the only way to keep going. Um, over there. There? Point me. He pulls yep. out and points. No. Yeah. That one. He's pointing at the stone door? Pointing no. at the little castle door with okay. the three bars. Mm-hmm. The only way to keep going is that way. Okay. Yes. Yep. Well, from what I can see in that room, I don't think we might learn something, but I don't think we're going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So let's try that way. Yeah. All right. Curious as I am about people and floating crystals. people and crystals. Out seems really... Better. Healing. Nice. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys... Um, as you're taking final glances around this room, you hear some footsteps and and voices that sound kind of rushed, not panicked, but serious. 
And kind of, you know, clop, 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 clop. Little, little tinks of... I put out my ring. Put, yeah, your ring goes dark. <laughs> and you see in the three bars of that doorway, uh, red, amber light kind of fills them and flickers. And you can see shadows moving a little bit. And you hear a very kind of a regal, pompous voice go, Hello, is anyone in there? Maeve would like walk up to the to the wall that's um, next to the doors and like put herself really flat against it. <laughs> no. She, she say that? says no. No. Okay. <laughs> She's being like, okay. no. 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 <laughs> Nobody home but us stools. You, um, uh, Dacian, give me a uh, perception check. Eleven. Eleven. All right. You recognize this voice. Oh. Um, it sounds different down here. Uh, the, the moment is tense. The situation is awkward. But this is the voice of Thaddeus Wick. Your employer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to whisper over to Dacian. Sheath the sword all the way. <laughs> <laughs> he quietly does so. <laughs> and approaches the door. Um, it's like you're starting to close it. Uh, Hanny goes, what, why? Oh, hey, was that? And then <laughs> goes, goes quiet. And what do you do? And he walks towards the door. Sure. So Dacian's uh, quiet footsteps can be heard in this chamber as though in the darkness. He's right next to you. And he walks over towards the doorway and you can see um, some silhouettes moving past it. And uh, some the murmur of some guards, and y- you hear uh, Thaddeus standing on the other side of the door. What do you do? Hey, Thaddeus. How's it going? Very interestingly, I must say I'm terribly surprised to see you in there. You're very resourceful, but I did not anticipate you moving how, how exactly did you come to be in there? This is very pertinent information. Maddox takes a few steps away from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could open the door and I could lay it all out for you. It took us... It, it's a little bit of a tale. Certainly. Guard? Oh, what am I kidding? And he, he, like, you see him pull out a wand through the bars and like just a cheesy little kind mm-hmm. of ivory-looking wand. And he taps the door and he goes... He's like, I am the security here. And he puts it inside of his robe. And he says, which point of fact is leaving me a little bit embarrassed. Hmm. The fortifications of this... uh, He looks around the space and he says, interesting bit of history. Uh, And all of the foundation of this building, as well as the main floor and palace, are my own construction. So I'm most curious as to how you bypass them. Not particularly easily, but we did get it done. Oh my. Maze <laughs> 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 just <laughs> spread eagle against the back wall. Yep. <laughs> Can't help but for a chance to brag. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all, it is what you hired me to do mm-hmm. is to discover some of these loopholes, shall we say? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, uh, guard, guards, you will not be needed. He turns around and kind of waves his hand, and like one of them salutes, like a little over the top. But hey, he's the big important guy, and this is in the palace, so I guess you do things a little over the top in here. And they turn and they march pretty in sync. Uh, you hear their footsteps disappearing. Thaddeus uh, pulls out his wand and he just kind of flicks it, and this like uh, these five orbs of light come out. And then they congeal together into uh, like an orange globe that sits in the middle of this room and kind of lights it up a little bit. And he looks around. And what what, what are you doing, Solana? She's standing next to Maddox. And what's <laughs> Maddox doing? Uh, Maddox was really nervous, uh, but then when he opens the door and there's light, he uh, he comes up and puts his hand out for a handshake. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus Wick. Mm-hmm. My name is Maddox Highgard. Pleasure to meet you. You know, I was quite surprised that we were able to get in here. I thought that Pendleton's security would be a lot harder to break, but then finding out it's yours, it makes a little more sense. <laughs> oh, uh, he's at first like he's sitting there very pompously, and he's reaching out his hand to shake you, and he starts. You say hi, guard, and his eyebrows raise a little bit, and he goes, "Oh, peril!" And he stops as you keep talking, and you see his like intelligent eyes dart back and forth, and they. They sense a not very concealed backhanded compliment. Not even barely a compliment. <laughs> uh, and he, he uh, places his hand back inside of his robe and he says, Yes, well, everywhere I've gotten today was because of my willingness to learn. And I am willing to learn how you got past my rooms. Yeah, perhaps we can talk about it over you know, some honey cakes? Refreshments are not even an inconvenience. Uh, please join me. And he turns around and he says, all of you, please. Uh, as for this room, in lieu of non-disclosure agreements, can we just agree that this is an unfortunate part of a history that has been left for some time, and need not be worried about. Repeated, described, uh, if you did, and I found out, it would be so much paperwork for somebody, not me, but let's just, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with you. Join me. And he, he turns, he's walking up this hallway. What do you guys do? Not to worry, I don't imagine anybody would be interested in hearing about the storage space you have under the castle. <laughs> Maeve would be making faces as well oh, as saying this entire nice, thing guys. of like, <laughs> nobody want to hear about the, the history, and she's like, bad chance. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna write a book? <laughs> a couple. Secrets beneath the palace. Three volume set planned. It's turning into a romance. I'm not sure how. <laughs> and the old there's cartography in the uh, emerald. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you guys doing? Following. Following along? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Following along, making notes, kind of like on my hand. Illegible completely, but just mm-hmm. all the things that I've seen. All right. He, he walks forward, and uh, this cavern that he's in enters a stair, large staircase-like pattern, 
cavern that's very odd. It seems after walking it for a moment, you realize this must be set in between the walls of the exterior of this round centrifuge of the palace. So it's like a giant staircase inside the castle or the, the palace's walls that goes upward. And every so often there is a platform and a door as if to say you could get out uh, on the interior of the castle at this level. These doors are very plain. They are stone um, with a locking mechanism on each one, no windows. And it's almost as though they're kind of supposed to blend in with the ambiance and the decoration inside. So this is kind of like a servant's passageway inside of the palace, the uh, giant, pal literally as big around as the palace, spiral staircase moving up one floor at a time. And he walks up a couple of these floors, three, four, and then he stops and uh, there the hallway ends and he opens a door and instantly there is a hustle and bustle of noise. You can see what are easy to peg as academy students moving this way and that around a large central chamber which you're kind of in a hallway, like a, it would be like an elevator-like hallway um, off of a lobby in a, in a um, skyscraper kind of a building. And there's students moving this way and that. Some are sitting on the floors or leaning against walls. Books are out. Papers are dropped and slide across the floor. You can hear uh, giggling and laughter and scorning. There's a desk um, at the center that there seems to be three staff members behind and there's kind of partitions around it to keep the space free from uh, students walking. You can see the left and right wing entrances on either side of this central area and Thaddeus takes you forward across and to the front courtyard of the palace where the large fountain is bubbling and he stands at the base of the staircase and he kind of gives like a little bit of a shout and he goes, hey, clear out. And you see students like quickly like pick up their books and, and drag things away from the staircase. And he taps his foot twice and the stairs that you're on go and they start to rise slowly, gracefully, with increasing speed, um, sliding like marble, glass and crystal pieces uh, underneath the stairs, sliding noiselessly as they ascend to the upper platform of the palace, the kind of raised central dais where the boy king and his personal attendants, retinue, staff, and the nobles uh, meeting with him dwell. And uh, at the top, you can see there are guards on either side moving this way and that. The view of the city behind you, you get a view of what you've never had of the city before. The sun is rising purple and orange on the dunes. Uh, there are buzzard boars flying off in the distance as the stairs elevate a foot or two too high and then sink slowly back into position flush with the entryway in the wall around the palace and you can see in front of you uh, uh, like a lush garden on the roof uh, sitting areas umbrellas from the sun and the large pavilion like chamber where the boy queen where the boy king lives and dwells and that is where we'll call this episode thank you for joining us in tonight's adventure tune in next week don't forget in time for Tuesday, 7 p.m. Alaska Standard <laughs> Time to catch the next installment of Frontier Fiction. My name is Zeb, and I've been playing Maddox. 
Hi, Guard. <laughs> and I'm Moisey, playing Daisy. I'm Veda, playing Solana. I'm Anna, playing Marvelous Maeve. Marvelous Maeve. <laughs> I'm Paul, I've been your DM. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get all of us, you can catch us at Frontier Fiction on Instagram, Frontier Fiction on Facebook. We'd love to chat with you. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you guys next week. Toodles. Keep your stick on the ice.